Hey, we've got the latest and greatest from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about why you probably like talking to strangers more than you think, how to discover your personal strengths, and the words with the most definitions in the English language. Let's satisfy some curiosity. According to a recent study, loneliness is on the rise in the U.S. But when's the last time you struck up a conversation with a stranger? If you don't think that sounds fun, then you might want to think again, because a new study says you might be happier if you talk to strangers. Do you ever talk to strangers, Ashley? Not as much as I bet you do. (laughs) You seem like someone who strikes up conversations with strangers. Do you take rideshare pools? Oh, I do. I try to talk during those ones, but not everybody wants to talk. I always try to talk. And you can usually tell within a couple seconds if the person wants to talk or not. Yeah. I don't make as big of an effort to talk to strangers as I should, but... My boyfriend always tries to make every cashier laugh. That's always his goal every single time. It usually works. Very cool. Yeah. Well, in a new paper, University of Chicago researchers studied people commuting into Chicago on the train, which is a place where you're really surrounded by a lot of people you don't really know. The commuters were asked to either strike up a conversation with a stranger or actively avoid contact with other people or do whatever happened naturally. Afterward, the commuters mailed the researchers a questionnaire evaluating their experience. The researchers compared their responses with responses from a second group of commuters. They were asked to imagine striking up a conversation with a stranger, avoiding other people, or commuting normally. It turned out that the commuters who chatted with strangers in real life had the most pleasurable commutes. But get this, when commuters imagined the experience, they pictured it as uncomfortable and rated it as the worst of the three commute approaches. The researchers say this result means we have a severe misunderstanding of the psychological consequences of social engagement, and they suggest that we choose solitude on our commutes out of a fear of rejection. But based on all the data the researchers gathered, people were happier actually talking to strangers almost every time they did it. That's a lot more than the 50-50 chance some participants thought they would have in successfully making a connection. So if you're feeling lonely, then try striking up a conversation with your next cab or rideshare driver, grocery store clerk, or person in line next to you at your favorite coffee shop. And let us know how it goes. Are you the kind of person who likes to work on your strengths or your weaknesses? Research says that one approach will make you a lot happier than the other. But Ashley, how do you know what your strengths are? Well, we'll tell you at the end of this segment. Ooh, I like it. A 2012 study from the Ohio State University specifically looked into two different therapy models for people diagnosed with depression. Capitalization was therapy related to their strengths, and compensation was therapy related to their weaknesses. After 16 weeks of therapy, the subjects who had been able to capitalize on their strengths out-happied the ones who had been compensating for their weaknesses, and that's based on their self-assessments and reports from their therapists. Another study looked at job seekers who participated in career counseling that included work focused on their strengths, and they demonstrated an increase in self-esteem compared to job seekers going through traditional career counseling. Okay, so you know you should work on your strengths if you want to be happier. But what if you don't know what those strengths are? Don't worry, we've got you covered. You can take a scientifically validated test called the VIA Character Strengths Test. We've got a link to the survey in our full write-up on Curiosity.com and on our free Curiosity app for Android and iOS. It should take about 15 minutes to fill out, and it's designed to find where you shine the brightest across a few categories, including creativity, humility, judgment, and uh, curiosity. Give it a shot. So we both took this test, right? We did. And we know where our strengths are, our strongest strengths. Mm -hmm. You want me to go first? Go first. 
My greatest strength out of 24, we already mentioned a few, but my number one was gratitude. Oh. Being aware of and thankful for the good things that happened, taking time to express thanks. That's great. So I hope I do that around here. I think you do, definitely. Cool. And then followed by that, number two was humor. I like to laugh and tease and all that. I don't think anyone's shocked by that. And my <laughs> number three was curiosity. Nice. Yeah. You want to know my number one? Yeah. Curiosity. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> ah. and, my, and my second one is zest, enthusiasm, and energy. And my third is love of learning. I think I'm in the right job. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, I would love to hear from our listeners where they rank on this. I want to know how many people have curiosity as their top strength. But I don't want you to like you know, hack the system and try to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a few days and pretend you haven't heard this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> and then go answer all the questions. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Vistaprint. It's important to feel professional, polished, and prepared when it counts, which most of the time is right now. For small business owners or people who produce their own podcasts like us, being plugged in and prepared when an opportunity comes up is crucial. Those moments happen all the time. They're happening right now. And having a business card that shows how professional you are in your pocket, ready to hand out, is the first step to making something happen. Your next big opportunity is coming right now. And all it takes to feel like you're ready to own the now is $10. You can look and feel like a big deal, whether you're a startup or a business with a century of history. And it doesn't have to be hard. With Vistaprint, you can create a truly professional, unique card in minutes. Upload your own design or start with one of Vistaprint's professionally designed options. Pick the paper stock, style, and quantity that's right for you, choose your delivery speed, order, and receive your cards in as few as three days. Vistaprint wants you to do something great for your business right now, which is why our listeners will get 500 high-quality custom business cards starting at $9.99. Use code CURIOUS at vistaprint.com. That's code CURIOUS at vistaprint.com. One more time, that's CURIOUS at vistaprint.com. Here's a little trivia question to wrap up today's episode. Which word in the English language has the most definitions? Before we give you the answer, let's set the criteria. We're doing this according to the Guinness Book of World Records, which uses the Oxford English Dictionary. And honestly, there are two possible answers depending on how you look at it. In the most recent physical edition of that dictionary from 1989, the number one word has 430 different definitions. And it's been the top-ranked word ever since the very first edition of the dictionary, which came out in 1928. But if you ask John Simpson, the former chief editor of the Oxford English Dictionary, he'll tell you a different word dethroned the top word a long time ago. If you go by definitions found online, the word John Simpson is talking about has no fewer than 645 different definitions as of 2011. That's a couple hundred more than the current reigning word. Okay, so you've had some time to think about it. Pause the show if you want another minute. Otherwise, here goes. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, the English word with the most definitions at 430 is set. It's truly been set at the top of the set of words. Game, set, match. The contender is the word run, which falls 34 definitions short of set. Or it has a couple hundred more. Run along and run the numbers on that one, and maybe the Guinness Book of World Records will run a different top word in its next print run. You can find the top 10 words with the most definitions in our full write-up today on Curiosity.com, along with more on every story we covered today. Thank you if you gave our Amazon Alexa flash briefing a five-star review over the weekend. You are awesome. Tristan Bills, Emily Wright, and Miss V, you are the best. And also the best are Barbara, Matthew, Todd, Patricia, and Bilal Mawan for your kind words. You really helped us out, and we really appreciate you. Also, you can still enter to win a free Curiosity t-shirt by filling out our listener survey. 
Some awesome listeners let us know about a bug in the survey, so if you had trouble filling out all the options, then don't worry, it's fixed. You've only got another week or so to tell us your thoughts on the show, so please do that this week for a chance to win. You can find the survey in today's show notes and lots of other places. Join us again tomorrow for the Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.